Still lots to talk about from Alabama scrimmage last Saturday and also a ton of recruiting information to go over. Let's get at it. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey again, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Oh, good. Let's go. A lot of football to talk about. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, yeah, let's talk some more scrimmage. We didn't get into some uh, aspects of the scrimmage from the other day on the previous podcast. Um, one thing I know everybody wants to talk about, look, Bryce Young is Bryce Young. I mean, he's he's a magician. He's awesome. He's the Heisman winner. He's Heisman winner. We know he's good. I want to know about the other two guys, Milrow and in, in the, the brief highlights the university puts out. And I get it. I get why they're not putting many highlights out. At the same time, put some more highlights out. I mean, I understand. Um, but uh, Milrow had a nice uh, pass. I want to say his pass was to Prentice, if I remember right. And then Ty Simpson also made an incredible throw, like against his body, uh, going one way, throwing another. It, it's the kind of pass that 15 years ago a coach would have said, you're never playing football again if you ever throw that pass. Um, and instead, now, if you cannot throw that pass a la Patrick Mahomes, you won't play football ever again because you can't throw it. You know, one of the things that stands out to me when we discuss Milrow and Simpson is the stereotypes, in this case, which to me are completely incorrect. For instance, there's this idea that Milrow is all athlete, not a great passer, a lot like Hertz. He's not going to be a good thrower early on in his career. Ty Simpson is the coach on the field. He's ice cold. He's not going to make mistakes. He's Mac. He's not super athletic, but he has no Jalen Milrow is all ceiling, uh, and and Ty Simpson is no floor. Um, I think those things are generally, generally incorrect. There's a little bit of truth to both, but they're generally incorrect. Milrow, for one, is a really bright kid. I mean, very bright. He was selected by the university to go speak on behalf of all Alabama scholarship athletes and SEC leadership event. I mean, th- th- this kid is, 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 sm- he's a smart kid. Um, that's one. Number two, I think at the same stage and understand what that means at the same stage means I'm comparing Milrow as a year two college football player to Jalen Hurts as a year two college football player. I think Milrow is more advanced as a, as a passer than Jalen Hurts at the same stage. And, you know, I, I think he's more advanced than that and has a higher upside than that. Now with Ty Simpson, yeah, he's a coach's kid. Yeah, he's ice cold. Yes, there might be fewer mistakes, but it sells him short as an athlete. Um, Ty Simpson is extremely athletic. I, I think he's a plus athlete for the position, even at the SEC level. And uh, I, I couldn't be more excited about both in the long term. 
But this is what we have to panic about. If you, if some of you guys are more prone to panic than others, some of you guys are more prone to negativity than others. I'm going to feed into that right now by giving you some reasons to be negative and to panic. And that's that while I think Jalen Milrow is going to be a better player than even Jalen Hurts, and I think Ty Simpson is basically Mac Jones, but a, a much more premium athlete. We're talking about Ty Simpson in year one and Jalen Milrow in year two. Quarterback is a developmental position. Don't be confused because you can name a freshman that had a big year in year one. I mean, if that's your expectation, this game is going to disappoint you a whole lot more than it's going to excite you. This is a developmental position. Uh, I'll be a little worried as an Alabama fan, if Ty Simpson or Jalen Milrow is the quarterback this year. Uh, but I'm only talking about in terms of inexperience, and I know these guys are going to be good as we go along. But as far as 2023, I, I, I couldn't be more excited about both. I think it'll be a heck of a battle, and I'm glad I don't have to wager on the winner. I will lean Milrow for 2023, but would I be surprised with Ty Simpson? Not even an not even an inch surprised. I want to preface this by saying I'm not selling Jalen Hurt short at all when I say what I'm about to say, and this is me building suspense to what I'm saying. Um, I also acknowledge that in this uh, uh, preseason game, uh, Jalen Hurts just went six for six uh, for the Eagles, and that he looks to really be developing very very well. Um, and he has definitely taken some strides. Put, put, it, put it this way, all right? You're, you're talking about comparing uh, these two to Hertz or to Mac or whatever. And I think the comparison to Hertz is a better one because he actually played as a freshman. I wonder if Jalen Milrow or Ty Simpson had had to step in a la Jalen Hertz against USC – would they or would they not have had, had have had the same type of results throughout the year? Now, again, it sounds like I'm discounting what Jalen Hurts did, and I'm not trying to. I'm just curious what the outcome would have been. Um, because here's the thing: Jalen Hurts, while he was he was great that freshman year, and honestly, he almost brought us back single-handedly and won the national championship. Not single-handedly, but he had a player of the year. He, he was the whole SEC player. Yeah. I know, and that's why I'm not trying to sell him short because I love him. I mean, he's an Alabama guy. Like I, we have said all along, he's not Oklahoma's, he's ours. Um, but, you know, I wonder if Jalen would or Ty Simpson wouldn't have had the same right. type of season. Because here's the other thing. That if you go back and watch some games from 2016, um, there were several games where Calvin Ridley was opened and we couldn't get it to him. You know, or another receiver was open and we couldn't get it to him. Um, and the defense was incredible. The defense might have arguably been the best defense under Nick Saban. I mean, 11 is right. going to be up there, but 16 is in the discussion. And right. um, so, yeah, if you put another quarterback who maybe can throw it a little better at that time, maybe uh, maybe we would have had the same results or maybe even won the championship. Again, it sounds like I'm – poo-pooing Jalen Hurts, and I'm not because what he did was phenomenal, but I think you have to take this all in the context of being at Alabama with that defense. Um, it's not fair to compare it 
to with, with other teams because they wouldn't have had that defense. They wouldn't have had Calvin Ridley, who was underutilized that year. Let's call a spade a spade. Um, so, anyway, Jimmy, I need to tell everybody – well, I want you to say this. Go ahead. No, no, I'll just say I'll speculate wildly and say I think Jalen Milrow's true freshman year was last season. Mm-hmm. I think all things being equal, which means give him that 2016 defense and the players around him. And I, I think Milrow's freshman season, honestly, would have looked extremely similar to Hertz, and, and that includes – potentially getting to the national championship game and doing the things that Hurts did. Uh, I think it would have looked similar. Ty Simpson's true freshman year is this fall. I mean, yeah, he showed up in the spring, but it's this fall. And and I'll, I'll say the same. I, I, I think Alabama with Jalen Milrow last year or Ty Simpson this year could win all the games and be highly functional in terms of a team competing to win a national championship. Would they win it all? Probably not, but Hertz didn't either. And, and I do think, uh, like you've already pointed out, which is very right, uh, you know, last year's defense, this year's defense should be really good, but not 2016 level. Uh, and that helped Hertz a great deal, no doubt. But I, I, I'm, I'm just telling people, Jalen Milrow is really gifted. And Ty Simpson, really gifted. I can't wait to see how that turns out. And I'm a big fan of both. And I'm not going to be surprised either way. Uh, If it's either one of them, uh, I won't be surprised. Uh, I think they're both great. Let me tell everybody about Bet Online. I'm going to put the Bet Online little uh, logo thing up there because that's how technically savvy I've gotten here recently. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, podcasts, whatever you need. They got you covered from head to toe, baby. So go on over to BetOnline today. Use your mobile device if you want to to learn more about the action that's happening right now at BetOnline because BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, Jimmy, um, let's talk a little bit about the offensive line here. Um, That's not as fun as the quarterbacks. It, it isn't, and but you know it's it's the it's the point of contention with Alabama right now. I mean, you, the national narrative. Mm-hmm. If if you just listen to the national guys, you would almost think Alabama is, I don't know, Purdue. Come come, I mean, they're overachieving despite the offensive line. Based on last year, a lot of people worried about it this year. It's going to be the Achilles heel. There's still some dudes on that line, y'all. I mean, look, they're not. it's not a, a, a vintage offensive line. It is not the offensive line, uh, the couple of them that have won the Joe Moore Award. Uh, maybe let's go back to 2020. It's not that one. There's no doubt. But um, they're talking – it looks like it could be Tyler Steen. Uh, Dal Court was the center. I believe that's right in the scrimmage, right? The first team center. He uh, he played. Uh, my understanding is, of course, I wasn't there. Didn't talk to people there. But my understanding is, from reading junk on the internet, uh, that Dalcourt played more number one snaps. Let's be honest, too. The university does provide us photos and videos, and it has appeared that Dalcourt is with the number one group more often than not. Ekior and Latham, and then there's yeah. been some dispute 
if it was Javion Cohen playing the most snaps or not. Right. Cohen and Randolph appear to be splitting snaps at number one left guard. I, I see two reasons there. And again, this is just me speculating because that's that's what we have to do since that's the information. We, we don't have solid information, so we're speculating, right? Javion Cohen, as most of you know, missed uh, a complete 30 days or more this summer uh, as he uh, dealt with mental health issues, which he awesomely shared with everybody, making the world a better place uh, by uh, reminding us all that mental health is just as important as physical health. And uh, But Javion missed 30 to 40 days of and this is the thing. He knows the plays. The playbook hadn't changed. He knows that, right? He knows what to do. He started all year and he's a smart kid. But the thing is, can you imagine, just ask yourself, I mean, those of you who work out or, or not, but take 35 days off of working out. Now, now, now be 300 pounds and take 30 days off. I've taken 722 days off, and I can tell you, it doesn't work out well for me. Yeah, you're not starting a left guard either. No. Um, so I think I think before people panic, they should uh, just look at the logical situation that Javion might be a little behind in terms of conditioning, and he's going to have to catch up. And that's okay. Give that kid all the time he needs, because if you're a real Alabama fan, you care about the kids as much as you care about the wins and losses, right? So so Javion's got to get right conditioning-wise. And in the meantime, look, Alabama's got a sixth-year guy, Kendall Randolph. I don't think people understand. I know Kendall, Kendall uh, didn't play great in A-Day when he had to block guys like Will and Dallas. But think about this. Will, you know, Will is the best pass rusher in the country. Kendall – has played a ton of first-team snaps at the tight end group, a ton. So he's very experienced playing with the first team in big games in multitudes of situations. He's a six-year guy. They asked him to come back. He didn't beg his way back. You know, he, they asked him to come back. So I think what's happening at left guard is we're, we're sort of fortunate to have Kendall around so Javion can get, you know, ready, you know, and, and I, I still think the left guard for the majority of the year will be Javion. Uh, maybe Kendall plays a lot in the first game or the second game, maybe. Uh, but I see Randolph more as depth and Javion as the starter. But let's see. I mean, Javion's dealing with some things. So let's see. Left tackle. Tyler Steen. And, and here, here's some scoop. You know, I know people love to hear a scoop. I, I, this this isn't, you know, take it to the bank scoop, but this is just from what I hear, uh, Steen is better. Steen's better than they assumed he would be. And, and, and I think he would be, he's going to be the left tackle. And when I say he'll be adequate, that turns people off. But do you know what I mean when I say he's adequate? That means he'll be fine. <laughs> and being fine at left tackle in the SEC, whew, that's a that's a tall order, man. It's a tall order to be adequate. And by the way, uh, one of the tackle spots last year wasn't adequate, and we saw what happened. But I, I think Tyler Steen will be, put it this way, big improvement over right tackle from a year ago. Is he going to be Evan Neal? Are you crazy? No, he's not going to be Evan Neal. But he's he, he, he will be adequate 
which is a good thing. And it's a compliment, by the way. We're talking about the SEC. We're not talking about the MAC. Yeah. And, you know, again, I, I, adequate by Alabama standards is usually pretty good bit above average by most other standards. And again, third it all sounds cocky. Third round what? Third, third round pick. Yeah. And so it all sounds cocky when we say that, but it's just the truth now. We know it won't last forever. So anybody who's an opposing fan listening going, these are the two cockiest people I've ever talked to Alabama in their lives. We know this won't last forever. We understand that. But for now, it's lasting. And for now, it's awesome. And it's kind of funny. The next subject we'll get into in the next segment in recruiting, uh, there was a Notre Dame message board that uh, from 24-7 that we're talking about Keon Keeley. And apparently he's about to decommit. As of 8-39, he has not decommitted, but uh, he should be decommitting from Notre Dame shortly because everybody is prepared, the sphincters of Notre Dame fans, that that's going to happen. But uh, one of them – one of them was like, well, what's, you know, why would anybody go to Alabama right now? For, why would you go there? I mean, when Saban leaves, they're just going to start losing three or four games a year. And I'm like, yeah, you mean we're going to be Notre Dame? I mean, what what kind of insult is that? I mean, <laughs> you know, that, that goes back to the old cliche of I wouldn't want to be uh, friends with anybody that have me as a friend. You know, <laughs> I have a ton of respect for Notre Dame's program. I do. Maybe not every Alabama does. I do because I understand the education. I understand uh, the history. I think I think Notre Dame. I'm a college football fan. I'm a college football fan. I'm an Alabama fan, but I'm a college football fan too, right? And I get. I, I think Notre Dame is like really cool, and the academics are are, yeah. are, are awesome. And, and, you know, touchdown Jesus and everything like that. I'm Catholic myself. I mean, I, 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 Rudy, the movie. I mean, I get all that. But also, now the other side of that is, if you're Notre Dame and don't understand why some kid would choose to play for Nick Saban at Alabama, you are not attached to reality. And I would say the same thing about me and, me and Luke. You know, we've talked about this for years. Talking Tuscaloosa, then – locked on Bama. We've talked about this for years. If you're just a completely badass basketball player from Birmingham or Tuscaloosa or Mobile or Huntsville, and you choose Kentucky, we get it. We get it. We're disappointed. We're disappointed. We're upset. We might throw a little 30-second tantrum because we're babies that get, you know, upset. But we get it. And if you're a Notre Dame fan and you don't get a kid, you know what, I want to play for Nick Saban at Alabama, then you're, you know, we, we get it when you choose Kentucky basketball. We do. We get it when you choose North Carolina or Duke basketball over Alabama. And I'm not comparing Notre Dame football as some sort of lesser thing. But let's also be honest, Alabama is the best football program in this country for 14 or 15 seasons. That's a fact. That's not me and Luke being homers. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm starting out with a rant. All right. I'm starting out with a rant, Jimmy, just like I said I would. And the rant is this, that, you know, I, I was the Notre Dame message words I was talking about. I usually don't get irked by it very much. I mean, look, I read a lot of Auburn message boards, too. And I've learned, you know, you got to take all this with what they say, a grade of saw, I think, on the message boards. Um, but a lot of the Notre Dame folks were like, you know, they they first talked about when Saban's gone, Alabama be a three to four 
loss of your team, which makes them Notre Dame, I guess. Uh, the other thing they were saying was like, you know, academically, um, why would anybody go there? It's not is after Alabama players came spell their names. First of all, we had plenty of academic All-Americans. <clears throat> I, I don't know the stats because I'm not quite as worried about it because you know what? We're talking about football. And they were saying, hey, Keon Keeley could come here and still be a first-round draft pick. I guess he could, but Notre Dame hadn't had as many as we have. And Alabama's done a pretty good job of developing them. And here's the other thing. <clears throat> I've been to South Bend. It's fine. But, and it's a nice little college town. And Notre Dame, you're right, touchdown Jesus, all that is cool. And I'm a Notre Dame guy in terms of I'm a blue blood guy. I love the blue bloods playing. Notre Dame playing Ohio State, that's cool, y'all. I, I want y'all to do more of that. I dig it. I'm, I appreciate it. It makes my Saturday night even more fun when Saturday comes around in football season. But you know what? It's cold as I, I we've had to quit. We've had to calm down our language. It's really cold. And um, – there isn't as much to do as there is in Tuscaloosa. And you know what? We do have pretty women. Our women get talked about like the Bama Rush TikTok thing is a thing. And it's not because we have a bunch of ugly women going through Rush. It's because we got a bunch of good-looking women going through Rush. And so finally, one of them had the audacity to say, you know, how many Supreme Court how – many, how many Alabama alums have been on the Supreme Court? I don't know. How many Notre Dame alums have been? You don't know. And so what? And if you're worried about that, go to the Supreme Court alum message board and talk about it and brag. That's fine. But you know what? When it comes to football, Keon Keeley's probably not shooting for the Supreme Court. He might be eventually, but for the time being, can he go make about, I don't know, $35 million a year in pro football? That's better than Supreme Court money. Most it of is. it, I would say. Yeah, Supreme Court money sucks, to be honest. But no, well, there's a lot of – they have their own NIL deals, though, it sounds like. I'm probably about to be investigated, audited for all of this. Um, I was 18. They wouldn't let me into Notre Dame. They honestly wouldn't let me into – I went to law school, but they probably wouldn't have let me into Notre Dame when I was 18. But uh, I just remember – so me and Keon, you're talking about apples and oranges here, right? But uh, call me crazy, but Keon might be more into, you know, girls than – Supreme Court history. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Hold on, Jimmy. The FBI is here. They're they're already raiding my hotel room because I've I've made a derogatory remark about Supreme Court. I haven't though. I'm in Supreme they, Court. Well, they don't make a lot of money. That's true. And I, I would I would think call me. I, I think Keon might be into girls' money. I mean, I. <laughs> I'm pro. I, me and Keon are on the same page. It's not apples and apples. We have more in common than I thought. Um, let's do talk a little bit more. We haven't talked about Raymond Palladio. Uh, is it Palladio? Palladio? Uh, pol uh, what? You confused me with I the know way I screwed it up. I knew I did. It's Palladio, I think. Palladio. Yeah. Okay. I, I, he did commit to Alabama. This guy's huge. He is mad. You know what's so incredible about how big Raymond Palladio is? What's so incredible is I've seen a picture of him next to Wilkin Formby, and he looks small. He looks small compared to Wilkin, who's just an enormous human being. But Palladio, I'm like, is he big enough? Well, it's just because he's standing next to Wilkin. Uh, but no, Palladio is a big kid. Uh, this is how good we are. I think he'd play tackle at 130 programs. And there's, what, 135? So I think he might be a guard at Alabama. Wow. 
and this is me and you bragging, you know, because uh, like we do. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think he's a road grading guard at Alabama. I think it's what he does best watching him on tape. I think he moves people, powerful. And again, I'm, I'm borrowing a line. I think Cecil Hurt said this years ago, uh, and it was before Saban was here. And I remember him saying, saying this about another kid Alabama took years ago. It's like, you know, you got big problems if you bring a kid to camp and the whole staff watches him play in front of their eyeballs and the whole staff says, we want this guy and, and, and he sucks. You got a big problem. I, I just don't think Alabama has a big problem on the coaching staff. I really don't. I think once, you know, Nick Saban and the staff watches this guy in camp and he vaults to the A-list, I think we ought to trust that. Um want to talk about uh look i'm not going to do about it this much in this podcast I, I mentioned it in the little description there's a kid named malcolm simmons okay if you look him up on 24 7 or or on on three or any of these places he'll be in the 2024 top 100 top 150 he's a wide receiver and i think most spots have him listed at jonesboro georgia i think that's where he's listed but he's transferred to uh Alexander City's own Benjamin Russell High School. And a couple of buddies of mine who started the AHSA radio network that I work for, and I'll be calling the Hoover-Auburn game this weekend, um, they got to, they call BRHS games every Friday night, and they called BRHS's uh, Jamboree game against Madison Academy, and Simmons stole the show. I, I think this guy's going to be a thing. Now, if you look at his offer list, it's not tremendous right now. It's going to be tremendous. Um I know uh, he apparently uh, grew up an Alabama fan. The rumor is, um, so that's a positive, but he's right down the road from Auburn. What? You got a size on this fella? Uh, I can get you one. I, no. I don't have one right now. So if, is he a six four crazy size? I think kid? he's a six footish, six footish, but fast ball hawk. Uh, also good wide receiver, just a good athlete. Um, so we'll talk about him later because I'm going to find out some more. Um, I wasn't as excited about him uh, because, you know, when I talk to Ellick City folks, they're always excited about the Ellick City kids. So I try to keep it with a, you know, try to keep a level head about it and say, okay, let me let me see him. Well, I've I've heard enough now to make me think, okay, this dude may be a dude. Um, I want to end it talking about Kelby Collins, of course, committing to Florida. We won't spend a ton of time on it. Uh, There's no reason to since he committed to Florida. But I listened to his commitment, and it sounded like, he was using the it's not you, it's me routine on us um, because he was like, Alabama's got the the best, excuse me, best facilities. I grew up an Alabama fan. Uh, I, Nick Saban is the greatest coach of all time. Go Gators. You know, and I was like, that's, I mean, it's almost like he's saying, you know, y'all are fine, but I, I got to go do my own thing. And, and in that way, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, and I still, I, I still hope he comes flips to Alabama. A lot of people still think he will. Uh, in 30 seconds, Jimmy, do you think he ends up flipping to Alabama? Uh, today I would project yes. I mean, I mean, like if that's the question, is Kelby Collins going to flip to Alabama? My answer is yes. Uh, do I want to wager a lot of money on that? No, of course okay. not. To, to me, commitments are announcements of major leans. I mean, he announced <laughs> really leaning to Florida. And well, that would be – if you had if if the, we started calling them that, like at four o'clock we're going to have the announcement of his major lean, it really does take the edge off of it, right? And let me 
bring up one thing. I'm not saying this is going on with Kelby. I'm not telling you this is inside scoop and this is what's going on with Kelby. But these kids that are in the top 100, their phones get lit up. They get calls all day and all night and texts and DMs. And some of the kids enjoy it. And some, ki- some, of, some of you listen to this, you'd go, that would drive me crazy. You know what a good way to, to stop that is? Is by making a commitment. And, and I'm not saying that's what Kelby's doing. How the heck would I know? Me and Kelby don't have high tea uh, together. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm just saying I think Kelby very well may flip to Alabama before December. And I do know for a fact that some kids commit just to like, can I get my life back for a few minutes? I've got a senior season to play. And these people around me at Gardendale sort of really depend on me. Here at Garden, I've sort of got to make all the plays here. And while I'm trying to make all these plays, I don't need my phone blowing up and people ask me about it. I'm just going to commit and shut everybody up. And then once my season's over at Gardendale, I'll look at this again. I'm not telling you guys that's Kelby's position. I'm not, I'm not saying, hey, go to Vegas and bet on Kelby to Alabama. I'm just saying, I think Kelby will flip, and some kids do that. So, All right, buddy, that's going to do it for today's podcast. We will be back tomorrow with yet another Locked On Bound. And until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.